Well, good morning to ya. It is Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroim Slava. I, in case you're curious, in about three weeks, I start year number four doing this. Four years! When I first started doing this, I said, eh, maybe I'll try this for a couple of months. <laughs> I'm a nut. I don't make any money off of this. This is a waste of my time. Why am I doing this? Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you so much. Uh, if you can, please bring someone uh, with you uh, today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet to me. Questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter. So, <clears throat> let's start with... Um, the uh, war in Ukraine. I, remember, we talked about that drone that was found outside of Moscow last week. Maybe that was just the beginning. Russia has accused Ukraine of attempting an overnight drone attack on the Kremlin with the aim of killing President Vladimir Putin. Uh, the allegation was made uh, uh, today, uh, uh, earlier today, because they're ahead of us by like, what, 14 hours or something? I don't know. 12 hours, 10 hours, I forget, uh, by the Russian government and reported by several state news agencies. Russian officials said Putin was not injured and there was no material damage to the Kremlin buildings. The Kremlin warned that Russia reserves the right to retaliate and that it viewed the alleged assault as a terrorist attack. I, so, I, I just... I. <clears throat> Let me get some coffee in me. I, I just don't understand. If you're attacking someone and they're countering attacking, no matter where they counterattack, that that would mean the terrorist attack was caused by you yourself, right? Because you're the one that's been attacking them in a terrorist way, by the way, I should I should mention. Um <clears throat> the Kremlin has assessed uh, the actions as a planned terrorist attack and an assassination attempt on the president of the eve of Victory Day, uh, the May 9th parade. A state news uh, outlet, RIA Novosti, reported, Putin had not changed his schedule and was working as usual. According to RIA, the president had not been in the Kremlin at the time and was working uh, on Wednesday at his Novo Agarovo residence outside Moscow, his huge mansion. And when I say huge, uh, uh, huge compared to Donald Trump. Anyway, the Kremlin did not present any evidence from the reported incident and its statement, including few details. An unverified video circulating on Russian social media, including the channel on the military news outlet, Zvezya. Uh, showed pale smoke rising behind the main Kremlin palace in the uh, walled citadel after the purported incident. Uh, Zelensky's spokesperson, uh, Lulia Mendel, has called the Kremlin's allegations of an attempted drone attack on the Kremlin another threat from Russia. She said on Twitter, another threat from the Kremlin at the beginning of the war. It made several attempts to assassinate Vladimir Zelensky and kept silent about this. How much trust do we have in Russian information about alleged Ukrainian drone attacks on the Kremlin after years of lies and provocations? Uh, what she, uh, because they responded that 
they have responded numerous times that they could use nuclear materials. So this is a veiled attack from Russia because it's a false flag or maybe not false flag, but somebody internal to Russia who did it. Presidential advisor Mikhailo Podlyak told Reuters news agency that the allegations that Kyiv was behind the attack and Russia's arrest of alleged Ukrainian saboteurs, which the story I haven't even talked about yet, uh, in, that's in Crimea, could mean Moscow was soon preparing for a large-scale terrorist provocation. He said, of course, Ukraine has nothing to do with the drone attacks on the Kremlin. He tweeted, we do not attack the Kremlin because, first of all, Ukraine wages an, an exclusively defensive war and does not attack targets on the territory of the Russian Federation. What for? This does not solve any military issue. Well, basically, he's saying it does nothing uh, attacking the Kremlin does nothing to stop the war. He went on, but it gives the Russian Federation grounds to justify its attacks on civilians. Secondly, we are watching with interest the growing number of mishaps and incidents that are taking place in different parts of the Russian Federation. The emergence of unidentified unmanned aerial vehicles at energy facilities or on Kremlin, which, which we reported on last week, or on Kremlin territory can only indicate the guerrilla activities of local resistance forces. As you know, drones can be bought at any military store. The loss of power con uh, control over the country by Putin's clan is obvious. But on the other hand, Russia has repeatedly talked about its total control over the air. In a word, something is happening in the Russian Federation, but definitely without Ukraine's drones over the Kremlin. Uh, the current concern, of course, is that Russia could use an attack like this to justify nuclear weapons. I'm sure wackadoodle Medvedev will have something to say, uh, some nuclear saber rattling uh, today. We, have, we haven't heard from him yet about this. Yeah, you know he's saying he's saying something right now. He is such a nutball. A Turkish defense minister, Hulusi Akar, said Turkey plans to host a meeting with Russian and Ukrainian officials in Istanbul later this week to discuss extending the Black Sea, uh, sea grain deal. Uh, the deputy defense minister of the three countries are expected in Istanbul on Friday. Akar said both countries lean towards extending the grain imports. We hope the, uh, that the grain deal will continue without any disruptions, adding it is critical to avoid a global food uh, crisis. Russian Foreign Ministry spokes, spokeswoman Maria Zakharova says that talks between Russia and the United Nations on the Black Sea grain deal will be held in Moscow on May 5th. On a call with reporters, the Kremlin uh, spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov also said the Russian side will continue contacts with both UN and other representatives in the hope that the terms of the deal will be fulfilled after all. He added, of course, Russia will not do anything further that will be contrary to its interests. Uh, of course, Russia has previously complained that its own food and fertilizer exports are still facing significant obstacles. Why is that my problem? Moving on. Uh, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky uh, arrived in Finland for meetings with its Nordic counterparts to discuss the war and European relations. The Swedish government said in a statement, the theme of the summit is Russia's war of aggression against Ukraine. 
Uh, the Nordic countries continued support for Ukraine, Ukraine's relationship with the EU and NATO, and Ukraine's innovation uh, initiative for a just peace. Uh, Zelensky will, will meet with Finnish President Saul Ninisto, and, and I believe he already has, as well as prime, minister, uh, prime ministers of Sweden, Norway, Denmark, and Iceland, according to statements by the Swedish, Danish, and Norwegian governments. Uh, Zelensky is also expected to travel to Berlin on May 13th. Uh, the German newspaper uh, Tagesspiegel reported German Chancellor Olaf Scholz will receive the Ukrainian president with military honors on May 14th before Zelensky flies to Aachen later in the day to receive the 2023 Charlemagne Prize. Uh, the prize was created in 1950 after the Second World War and is given to those whose exceptional work is performed in the service of European unity. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the EU has pledged to increase support to Ukraine with the delivery of additional ammunition. Ursula von der Leyen said in a statement, Ukraine is heroically resisting the brutal Russian invader. We stand by our promise to support Ukraine and its people for as long as it takes. But Ukraine's brave soldiers need sufficient military equipment to defend their country. Europe is stepping up its support on three tracks. Uh, she added that uh, member states are delivering and will jointly procure more ammunition to support Ukraine. And they did come to a deal today. They came to a deal today, so a billion-dollar deal today. Uh, moving on. Uh, U.S. officials said last night that the United States has agreed to send Ukraine about $300 million in additional military aid, including ammunition. The new package by the U.S. will include Hydra 70 rockets, which are unguided rockets fired from aircraft and an undisclosed number of uh, missiles for uh, HIMARS uh, systems. Um... Russia's Federal Security Service, the FSB, says seven people connected with Ukrainian intelligence services have been detained in Crimea. This is the story uh, I referred to earlier on when they're calling out BS. Uh, in a statement, FSB said the FSB has broken up the activities of an agent network of Ukrainian military intelligence planning to carry out major sabotage and terrorist attacks in Crimea. Right, uh, uh, Crimea River. See what I did there? Russia's FSB security service says members of the Ukrainian sabotage network were carrying an explosive devices and detonators. Uh, Aksionov said on Telegram, there is no doubt that people who ordered these crimes are in Kiev. Yesterday, well, I'm sure he said Kiev. Uh, yesterday, freight uh, train... Uh, uh, Yesterday, a freight train derailed in Russia's Bryansk region, bordering Ukraine, due to an explosive device on the tracks. No, I am not repeating a story I just recently did. The derailment is the second to occur in that region this week, and now Russia was hit by a series of similar attacks, while Kyiv says it is preparing for a counteroffensive. Ah, and that counteroffensive, it is beginning. A fuel storage facility is ablaze near the Kerch 
Bridge, linking Russia's mainland with Crimea, through the cause, though the cause of the fire is unclear. The incident comes days after Moscow blamed Ukraine for a drone attack that set fire to an oil depot on Crimea's Sevastopol city. We did that story also, remember? Flames and black smoke billowed over the what appeared to be large tanks emblazoned with red warnings of flammable in videos posted on Russian social media. Veniamin Kondrykiev, governor of the Krasnodar region across the Sea of Azov from Ukraine, said on uh, the telegram, uh, telegram uh, the fire has been classified as the highest rank of difficulty. Uh, Kondrykiev said that the blaze broke out in the village of Volna. Uh, the hamlet is close to the Crimean Bridge over the Kerch Strait on the peninsula on the Russian side of the border. Uh, the, uh, the little hamlet is just, uh, it's right on the road that goes over the uh, Kerch uh, Street Bridge. Um, but it's a little, the, the road curves there, so it's a little south by, by about a mile or so, a couple of miles maybe, I don't know. The uh, Kerch Strait Bridge was reopened in February 23rd after being bombed October 8th last year, if you remember that story. And I am sure one of the first things they do will bomb that bridge again if they can. Uh, they did it with a truck crossing before. It was a, I, I guess it was a suicide bomb. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but... Um, uh, they might have to try and use drones. It is well protected with ships um, over there, though. So I don't know if it's going to happen. But they need to take out, they're going to need to take out that bridge to be able uh, uh, to cut off supplies for Crimea if they're going to take Crimea. Uh, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? There we go. Russia launched a third straight night of air raids with a drone slamming into a building in uh, Dnipropetrovsk region. Uh, Ukraine's Air Force Command said it destroyed 21 of 26 Iranian-made Shahid-136 uh, drones deployed by Russia. Uh, Kiev officials said defense systems eliminated those sent over the capital with no initial reports of casualties or destruction. The military administration said on Telegram all enemy targets were identified and shot down in uh, airspace around the capital. Uh, Governor Sergei uh, Lysak said on Telegram one of the drones hit an administrating, administrative building in Dnipro, uh, the administrative uh, reg uh, center of the region. It was set on fire, but the blaze was extinguished by morning. At least eight civilians were killed in a Russian attack on a supermarket in Kherson, according to uh, Kiev. Uh, Interior Minister Ior uh, Klimenko said the victims were customers and employees of the hypermarket. Uh, Klimenko said, we cannot negotiate with Russian murderers. They must be brought to justice or destroyed. The prosecutor's office said a man was also killed in a Russian attack on a village in Kherson region this morning. Since that news came, it has been updated. The Ukrainian prosecutor's office said that 16 people were killed in a Russian attack on Ukraine's Kherson region. It added that 12 of those were killed in the city of Kherson, where a further 22 people were wounded. I, I'll just say, Ukrainian war news feeds are on fire this morning. I think something is about to happen soon. But we shall see. 
Now that I have your attention, 15 minutes in, yeah, it took a little bit long this morning. There was a lot of stuff going on. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the rest of the world. <clears throat> let's start with the debt ceiling. Uh, Democrats are trying to force a vote on the debt ceiling, but it seems destined to fail. We will see. We will see. Yesterday, Democrats, through uh, House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, announced a so-called discharge petition effort to, as they say, avert the Republican-manufactured default crisis. The rarely used rule compels floor action on legislation backed by a House majority. Uh, you would need a uh, uh, you would need 200, uh, 217 or two hundred eighteen. Is it? I forget. Uh, Democrats, I think it's 218. Uh, Democrats are seeking to force a vote on a fresh bill to increase the debt ceiling over the objections of Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who controls the floor. A discharge petition is a, is a bold challenge to the Speaker's authority, effectively wrenching control of the chamber out of his hands. In this case, it would also undercut his negotiating strategy since he is purportedly trying to win concessions Republicans won. Any GOP members working with Democrats on a petition would also be a marker of partisan disloyalty. But who knows? I doubt they'll get the amount they need, but they might get a couple. Anyone who does it would get a target on their backs in next year's primary. And if they survive that, Democrats would turn around and try to beat them in the general election. So, you know, uh, today, the Federal Reserve, led by Jerome Powell, I, I, which half half of Democrats want to get rid of her, uh, get rid of him, right? Uh, led by uh, Elizabeth Warren. She really wants to get rid of him. Anyway, um, Jerome Powell will attempt to create a much higher possibility of a recession by raising rates again today. This will make things more expensive across the board and cause jobs to be lost, which will drive down wages and make the poor poorer and the rich richer. I, you know, this this interest rate adjustment does nothing nothing to address um, the the rich taking too much profit, which is what's causing uh, all uh, a lot of these problems, right? Uh, and, and when you raise the interest rate, it doesn't really hurt anyone but the poor. The rich are still going to buy what they're going to buy, right? Anyway, that's, uh, it's just so frustrating. Uh, if, 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 if the Democrat, the Democrats haven't had both houses of Congress in decades, right? I mean, sure, they've had them, but not enough where they could get things done, right? I mean, you need 60 votes in the Senate. And I don't think any party has had 60 votes. I don't even remember the last time. I might have to look that up. Anyway. Uh, moving on, I always fight against using U.S. troops on U.S. land for several reasons. It is a scary, slippery slope first. Uh, and the optics of, of it is not good, no matter how innocent the administration claims it is. Uh, Pentagon uh, Press Secretary Brigadier General Pat Rydell, or I'm sorry, Ryder, said yesterday that U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin 
approved a Department of Homeland Security request for additional 1,500 troops to bolster customs and border protections efforts along the southwestern border with Mexico for 90 days. There are already 2,500 troops at the border. In most cases, these troops will not be armed and are most mostly in administrative and supportive roles like ground-based detection and monitoring, data entry, and warehouse support. DHS said U.S. troops have never and will not perform law enforcement activities or interact with migrants or other individuals in DHS custody. The support will free up DHS law enforcement personnel to perform their critical law enforcement missions. So it, it, it helps me relax a little that they're not involved in any uh, law enforcement. I still don't like them being there, right? Uh, they can do support from elsewhere. Uh, this is happening because Title 42 restrictions are about to end and the border is already showing an increase in, in, in asylum seekers. The anger about uh, the move is that Biden is supporting right-wing ideology and hate by sending troops there. In response to yesterday's announcement, uh, Julio Ricardo Varela, president of the Pulitzer Prize-winning Futuro Media Group, tweeted, if this were Trump, we would all be losing our shit. But since it is a, it is a Democrat, it's just meh. And I agree. I have a problem with this. Like I said, I don't like troops being used for this. They, uh, Biden should have hired a lot of people to do support instead of troops. Because this is going to be lasting longer than 90 days, and they're going to uh, extend that 90-day thing, right? They should be hiring people to do this. Uh, moving on to, uh, well, it's bipartisan, I can say that. But will it make it to the floor? Yeah. <laughs> Four members of the House of Representatives introduced the Bipartisan Restoring Faith in Government Act, which would ban federal lawmakers and their immediate relatives from owning and trading stocks. Three Democrats, one Republican. Uh, it's a bill prohibiting financial investments by members of Congress, their spouses, and any dependents. It prohibits any investments in securities, futures, and other commodities. In compliance with the bill's provisions, the covered individual can divest from the investment by selling it or placing it in a qualified blind trust 90 days after the bill is enacted. Spouses, on the other hand, would receive financial investment as compensation for their primary employment, uh, shall receive an additional 90 days to sell the covered investment. Something similar failed to get to the floor in 2022. Uh, so you're asking, who was the Republican? You're going to be shocked. You are going to be shocked. Alleged a file, Matt Gates or Gates, uh, Representative uh, Brian uh, Fitzpatrick, Demo uh, uh, Democrat from Pennsylvania, is pushing the bill along with Representative Matt Gates uh, uh, from uh, Florida, of course. Raja uh, Krish Namorthy Nam uh, uh, in Illinois, uh, AOC AOC rocks in New York. Um, Fitz Fitzpatrick said. The fact that members of the Progressive Caucus, the Freedom Caucus, which is Matt Gates, and the Bipartisan Problem Solvers Caucus, reflecting the entirety of the political spectrum, can find common cause, I'm sorry, common ground on key issues like this, 
should send a powerful message to America. He added, we must move forward on issues that unite us, including our firm belief that trust in government must be restored and that members of Congress, including their dependents, must be prohibited from trading in stocks while they are serving in Congress and have access to sensitive inside information. This is basic common sense and basic integrity 101, and we all view this as a critical first step to return the House of Representatives back to the people. AOC said, the ability to individually trade stock erodes the public trust in government. When members have access to classified information, we should not be trading in the stock market, uh, in the stock market on it, on that information. It's really that simple. And this is so true. And it happens on both sides of the aisle. It really does. In 2022, uh, Speaker uh, Pelosi, uh, her husband, sold millions of dollars worth of shares of computer chip makers uh, as the House prepared to vote on a bill focused on domestic chip manufacturing. Former Senator Richard Burr from North Carolina, who at at the time was chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, also unloaded stocks at the onset of the coronavirus pandemic. And that's just one of many times House members have used insider information. The idea is this. House members only make like, what what is their starting pay? What, 173,000? Is that their starting pay? Which is a lot to me, but for rich people, that's like nothing. That's what they make a year. But, But they can make so much more with their insider information in stocks. That's why they run. That's why Manchin runs. You think Manchin cares about the people? Really? If you take away this cheating carrot, less people will run who want to make fortunes and more will run who want to help the people. It will open up the house to people who really want to do good. Uh, Unrelated to all this, since we're talking about Matt Gates. A Florida woman was arrested yesterday for throwing a glass of wine in Matt Gates' face during a uh, Miramar uh, Beach Festival in Florida. Uh, the woman claims that she tripped. She was still arrested. But I like to think she threw wine in his face. Uh, but she could have been drunk and just tripped. Who knows? Anyway, moving on. Uh, U.S. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Uh, on the social media platform Blue Sky, uh, said uh, Feinstein is causing great harm to the judiciary with her prolonged uh, absence, you know. Uh, Feinstein, who sits on the uh, powerful Senate Judiciary Committee, has not been present since late February. Her absence leaves Democrats without a majority on the panel and therefore unable to advance President Joe Biden's judicial nominees without the support of Republicans. Feinstein's absence has also left committee chairman Dick Durbin without the power to subpoena Supreme Court Justice Uh, Chief Justice John Roberts regarding questions about ethics on the court in the wake of revelations about the financial ties of right-wing justices Clarence Thomas and Neil Gorsuch. Representative Nancy Pelosi has suggested that advocates and lawmakers who have called on Feinstein to step down are being sexist and applying a double standard, saying, I've never seen them go after a man who was sick in the Senate in that way. You know what? AOC said the idea that calls for Feinstein to resign are anti-feminist are a farce. 
AOC rocks. Like her way better than Nancy Pelosi. I want AOC for Speaker of the House and third in line to be president. I'd actually like to see her run as vice president in 2028. She can't in 2024 because she's too young, I think. She might be able to. It's kind of weird because if she's running, she's not old enough, right? Uh, But uh, then she has a birthday before the election. So I don't know if she'd be allowed to run. You know what I'm saying? She's almost she she's almost to the right age. Uh, I forget what is it thirty five? Do you have to be thirty five? Is that it? I think it's something like that. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Former Minneapolis police officer Tutel, who already had been convicted in federal court of violating uh, George Floyd's civil rights, has been convicted of aiding and abetting manslaughter. I guess this is on the state level. He was uh, the last. I'm having trouble turning the page. Uh, He was the last of the uh, four former police officers uh, facing judgment in state court in Floyd's killing. He rejected a plea agreement and instead of going to trial, let Hennepin County Judge Peter Cahill decide the verdict based on written filings by each side and evidence presented in the previous cases. uh, Cahill's 177-page ruling filed Monday night was released yesterday. Cahill wrote, Tao's actions were not authorized by law. There is proof beyond a reasonable doubt that Tao's actions were objectively unreasonable from the perspective of a reasonable police officer when viewed under the totality of the circumstances. Uh, Anyway, he will be sentenced probably in the next few weeks, I'm assuming. Moving on. Uh, As we talked about earlier this week, the ACLU filed a lawsuit in Montana to reinstate Zoe Zephyr to the state house where she could return to work representing her constituents. I reinstate is a strong word. Uh, She still belongs to the house, but she's not allowed to go into the house to speak on people's behalf. Uh, But Montana District Court Judge Mike Menahan, a former Democratic member of the Montana House, ruled yesterday that overriding Uh, The uh, Montana GOP would require this court to interfere with legislative authority in a manner that exceeds this court's authority. I I think it's that separation of powers thing, you know, but I'm not sure. So the Montana judge rejected Representative Zoe Zephyr's legal bid to return to the state house, a decision that the transgender lawmaker decried as a dangerous and undemocratic continuation of Republicans' attempts to silence anyone who speaks out against their attacks on marginalized groups and efforts to roll back basic rights. She didn't say all that. That's, you know, that was implied. And this is a dangerous precedent. Republican lawmakers all over the country are now planning to make all sorts of rules in state houses that could be used to oust Democratic opponents. When I say Democratic opponents, I mean both big D and small d Democratic opponents. In other words, the the uh, adjective Democratic and the actual, uh, an actual Democrat. Uh, Zephyr said that the ruling upholding the GOP's move implies that the legislature isn't beholden to the Constitution, that there is no right to free speech in in the face of a supermajority. It also suggests that two-thirds of the legislature could come together to silence any member along with their constituents. 
This cannot be true. Legislators do not lose their rights to free speech when they are elected, and my constituents should never lose their right to representation in the people's house. She added, there is an awakening happening in this country in this country where people are seeing how willing certain groups are to throw away democracy in pursuit of their ideological goals. What? Republicans throwing away democracy for the to further ideological goals? Say it isn't true. Um moving on. Florida. Yes, as usual, I could stop right there because you know it's bad. Yesterday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed into law a bill barring state officials from investing public money to promote environmental, social, and governance goals and prohibited ESG bond sales. Uh, ESG has been in the news quite a lot lately, and we have talked about it quite a lot lately. Republicans don't like it. Democrats do. And, and, and it's really... It's not doing anything illegal. It's, it's, it seems crazy that, that, and this is going to be challenged. You know this is going to be challenged in court. Uh, the bill is one of the furthest reaching efforts yet by U.S. Republicans against sustainable investing efforts and a clear political message from DeSantis. What's the message? That as president, he will fight against renewable energy. The law also outlaws the sale. Of, and why would he do that? Why? This is so stupid. He's in Florida. Florida, once the Thwaites uh, ice shelf falls into the ocean, we're on our way to Florida being completely underwater, except for maybe Tallahassee, just north of Tallahassee. I mean, obviously, there's going to be a little strip of Florida. That's what Florida is going to be. The beach is going to be up up, uh, north of Jacksonville. The law also outlaws the sale of ESG bonds, a popular way to fund renewable energy projects or lower debt costs for borrowers if they meet gender diversity or greenhouse gas emissions targets. Uh, Fund managers working for agencies like the state's uh, big pension fund would have to include disclaimers in some communications with portfolio companies to make clear they do not reflect Floridians' views. Fund managers that don't include enough disclaimers could face regulatory action. This is stupid. (laughs) Moving on to something very quite local and small. And you think, why am I reporting about that? And I'll get to that in a second. In Hillsdale County, Michigan, there was a recall election yesterday. Uh, Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie Scott, a Hillsdale County clerk that cast doubt on Joe Biden's 2020 win, has been voted out of office. Scott was accused of improperly handling voting equipment after Biden's victory. Scott was defeated by Susie Roberts with 65% of the voters. The state intervened after Scott allegedly refused to allow a contractor to perform preventive maintenance and failed to conduct accuracy tests, among other issues. She was stripped of her duties in October 2021 when the Hillsdale County Clerk's Office took custody of an election tabulator and a voter assist terminal from township offices to prepare for a public accuracy test. They discovered the tabulator's tablet had been removed. It was later seized by Michigan State Police after Scott allegedly refused to turn it over. Honestly, I don't understand why she wasn't thrown in jail and an election had to happen to remove her. 
But why is this important? Why is the election important? Because she lost with only 35%, 35% of the vote, less than, I think it was 33% of the vote. This means, okay, because Hillsdale County is nearly 75% registered Republicans, right? This means Republicans are not accepting this election denying garbage from its own party. So that's the good news of this. Anyway, that's it. 37 minutes, not so bad. Uh, That's it. Thanks for listening. Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much. Thank you for coming. I'll bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter. Or maybe you want to send me a news story. Maybe you want to say hi, and I'll say hi back. Or, Or maybe you want to sick your sick friends after me to argue with, and I love to argue. But remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.